0: Three three songs, three songs, three songs. Dream
1: songs. Dream songs. Mike, it's Bobby Mike, gets Bobby Mike, go ghost. Bobby Mike, it's, it's Bobby Mike, Mr. ghost. Mike, it's Bobby Mike, ghost. Mike, Bobby three songs, three
0: songs. Hey Bob and Ghost.
2: Yeah, Ghost is in full effect. Yeah. He's spent a lot of time um, chilling by himself in the last six hours. So he's
0: he's back, and he you know we missed him because you were you were down in Florida, and now he's back. He's I missed excited. him. Yeah,
2: he's a, he's um quite a character. He's,
0: he's excited. Well, this is uh, yeah. episode fifty-seven of Three Songs Podcast, March thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. Welcome, Bob Here we go. Mike yeah, I thought
2: I'd let uh, Jack's intro, hey Mike Hogan, I, <laughs> I thought I'd let um, Jack's intro uh, speak for itself.
0: Yeah, then, you know.
2: Yeah, listen to it all the way through instead of coming up with the usual um, ridiculous babble to start the show. I thought I'd save that for the show. <laughs> Fair enough. So, let's concentrate always, on the tunage.
0: I always appreciate your ridiculous babble. Uh, yeah
2: there's a be plenty there'll be plenty of that in the next fifty minutes
0: well that's that's cool you're you're gonna start it off you brought yeah
2: I gotta take us to kind of some legendary stuff um, for sure take us straight down to the French quarter have you been to New Orleans i have I yeah have. um did you do any touristy things or did you just like
0: not really no you know i mean i I checked out a few different spots, but I wasn't really doing the full on tourist stuff I did see yeah. a, uh, I did see a um jazz funeral it just like happened upon one
2: you know it's pretty intense yeah anyways they're going to take us to a very famous spot um in the french quarter preservation hall very famous not very big um but a very famous jazz club preservation hall actually closed after katrina for a while but quickly reopened because it's an institution there on i believe it's on Peters. Okay. It's right, right. in the middle of the action in the French Quarter. Um, I, I, I first went to New Orleans. I actually had a couple of aborted trips from Charlottesville to New Orleans when I was in college for various reasons because we couldn't really get it together. A couple guys got sick on the way down, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I went to the Mardi Gras when I was 25, and I've been back a few times. There's something in the air there, you know. It's a. I've known some people who live there. I couldn't do that. There's no way I could keep up that pace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a little much. I was there a few years ago for a wedding, and for some reason, like, there's something about the late-night aspects of the town, even more so than any other wild city I've been in, including like Barcelona and places like that, that just kind of... Uh, you know, you just tend to get harpooned and don't and don't sleep a whole lot. Uh,
0: yeah. But uh,
2: Preservation Hall is an institution. This is actually their house band. It's been around forever. Probably it's a famous New Orleans jazz band. It was started by a tuba player who would have died in the late 80s named Alan Jaffe, I think is how you say his name. J-A-F-F-E. Okay. And, um, you know, it's one of these things that's um, the house band. They tour a lot. And, you know, it's usually uh, you know, anywhere between six and a dozen musicians uh, right now the current membership is listed at seven but in the history of the the thing there's probably been about 20 prominent musicians and i imagine around a hundred different people have can say they played in the preservation hall uh, uh, you know jazz band at, at various times but they made an album in 2017 which is they made a bunch of albums but they're you know they're still really going strong. They do a lot of touring. They show up at a lot of festivals. Of course, they play the famous jazz fest down there. And they made a really good album last year. It should not be overlooked. Bringing new uh, stuff, I like it. This is a song. Yeah, this is a song off of it. It's a song that I that um, it's called Santiago, and it's off the album. So it is.
0: Lord, Bob. I can tell you. It's a Tuesday
2: night party. It's a Tuesday night party, my man.
0: You're coming in hot tonight.
2: Might as well. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: It's Tuesday in Des Moines. Uh, I'm full of Nepalese food. I went to one of, one of the best restaurants in town, Kathmandu, tonight. Yeah. I over ate.
0: That's good. It's a good thing.
2: It's a sad day in, in Kathmandu, actually. You know, there's uh, amongst the horrific world news. Uh, a, a, a plane caught on fire in midair, and there was a tragic crash. So, bless the people of Nepal tonight. And uh, as you can hear, ghosts is sadly moaning in the background. Um, yeah, so that's not the reason I went, but I went to actually refresh my memory on their menu, and I read this tragic tale. And of course, uh. Flags at half mass in New York. Yeah, uh, as well. So it's been a. Um, I flew yesterday. I'm happy I made it back in one piece.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. And if
2: you've got if you got a fear of flying in any type of flying vehicle, the, um, I can see why after seeing the news. Right. <laughs> lately, you know, I'm in a back in an Allegiant plane, looking at the engines. You know, so. Mm. Yeah, because Allegiant's one of those airlines that buy planes from other airlines and reconditions them you know so it's kind of like the uh i kind of like to think of it as like the same as driving around my 2001 ford windstar but i try not to think about the shabby equipment i just you know it's all a point a to point b thing so
0: yeah seriously
2: do you have any friends that have a fear of flying
0: um not An unreasonable one. I mean, I think everybody has, to some extent, a little bit of a fear of flying, just because when you think about it too closely, you know, you're 30-some-odd thousand feet above the ground in this little metal thing flying around with a bunch of other people, and you're completely trapped. You know, I mean, it's like it's not a very relaxing thing if you think too much about
2: it. I never really worry about it, um, because I think you've got you know the roads are more unsafe
0: well sure i mean logically if you think through it you know i mean jeez i mean i've almost been hit crossing the street in manhattan more often than i've i've had issues on on flights it's but it's just you know it's
2: it's it,
0: one's a more everyday thing i think for a lot of people so
2: Anyhow. Look, as you know, I drove a bus in New York City. You should be you should be very concerned I, about walking around and, and like, yeah, jaywalking yo, in Manhattan. But, absolutely. Uh, they they allow people like me to sit behind the wheels of those vehicles. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: but yeah. anyways, um, well, thanks for. The, you, we'll you, be flying you, in the next several days. You know, like uh, put on Preservation Hall Jazz Band, relax and enjoy the flight.
0: You uh, you yeah. you came in hot and then you brought it down <laughs> a little bit, but uh, I'm going to bring it back up. I'm gonna, well,
2: you're going to take us to, like '70s Northern Ireland. I, I don't know if that's really, you know, bringing I, us back. Oh, up. Well,
0: kind of is. I mean, at least, at least it's uh, it's some fast music. So I'm I'm playing a bunch of Irish tunes. Um, we've got St. Patrick's you're Day playing coming. Northern
2: up. Irish tunes. St. Patrick's Week.
0: Yeah, well, I am. I am. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm going to start songs with- that
2: with songs that were made amidst the troubles and the of course it's always referred to and my mother's Irish and and, uh, so I've spent a fair amount of time even when I was young in Ireland and like that's right it's always kind of um, well maybe if we get a chance I'll tell uh, an interesting story but the uh, you know that's what they were always referred to you know you talk to people in the Republic of Ireland and they you know they would always say in in the 70s days you know like you know we're just very concerned about the troubles in the north
0: the troubles right you know Right. Well, and it's. I mean, it's. We. will we'll talk a little bit about. I mean, boy, I'm anything. I'm so far from any sort of Northern Irish historian on on the topic. But uh, let's
2: let's. That rags? Rags had involved?
0: No, no. That's that's one of your dogs. That's on your. Oh, I only own, have yeah.
2: the one. At oh, least. That's on your. No, end. he is. He's, his bark is so powerful. It's, I'm, I'm inside. there I is thirty.
0: That's on your end. His bark is yeah.
2: penetrating the glass. <laughs> My word! Rags oh. is sleeping oh. on the, on the couch. Couch. Real immense. So what are you gonna play? Uh,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go stiff little fingers, a little Belfast. Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, and this is uh, this is from a Peel session. And this is this is about the troubles. This is about a suspect device. Classic punk rock from Ireland, Northern Ireland. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I'm still playing in my head It's a suspect that might have slipped two thousand dead The solutions are our problem They pull off the wall On inside, time and primer And it's we weekend's not over
0: So here's the deal. So I, I discovered Stiff Little Fingers probably in the mid-'80s when I was a teenager. Late yep. That album came out. That was the, That's the lead track off of their debut called Inflammable Material, which, of course, is the first line from that song. And, um, you know, I mean, I was a teenager in suburban Southern California listening to that record and thinking, holy shit. I know nothing about what these guys know or were going through, and you know I, I was listening and to Belfast it, Punks. Yeah, maybe like six or seven years after the album was recorded, so it was still somewhat contemporary, uh, at least to me. And they're singing about things like, you know, suspect devices going off and blowing people up, killing, killing, th- you know, thousands of people. Wishing for an alternative Ulster, living in a state of emergency, and I'm living in like, you know, it's the suburbs.
2: In Paneo <laughs> it's Valley. Me too. I was too. I was in the suburbs of Richmond, Virginia at the same time, and I would see. There was always a lot of crossover between Clash fans and stiff Little Fingers fans, for sure. Like, and you know, they're the kind of band you'd see like on a lot of, a lot of like, you know, mohawk people that had mohawks and wore leather jackets. And like painted on the jackets and had patches and stuff, you'd always see stiff little fingers. And like, and before I actually ever listened to them as a teenager, like just their name alone, such a great band name, yeah. like such a right. like, such a scary, right, creepy right. punk rock band name. It was like almost intimidating to me. Like stiff little fingers. When I was like fifteen, I'd see I'd be at punk rock shows and I'd see like twenty year olds, like you know hardened punks, and you know, it looked really rough and like stiff little fingers was just like, it seems so creepy and intimidating to me.
0: Well, for sure. And, and you know, I mean, I say this no knock at all on The Clash because I'm a huge Clash fan. But like, you know, I, I first heard The Clash and, you know, here White Riot and all this sort of stuff and and London's burning and all that. And then, and then to hear stiff little fingers and think you know, they are living in the middle of it in Belfast. I mean... Very dangerous city
2: back then. Right,
0: right. Incredibly dangerous city. And, you know, uh, I mean, not to say that London was was great in the late 70s and, you know... Well, there's,
2: you know, a lot of IRA activity in in London, of course, for sure, know, for sure, and you know, In Liverpool, of course, very much so in Liverpool.
0: No future thing was incredibly real, but you know, I mean, Belfast. Was, they weren't really
2: on the streets, like the street. Like I went, yeah. I'll tell you real quick. I went to pavement plane in Belfast, ninety two, ninety three, and it was still very dangerous there. And I remember the hotel that we stayed in. We played the gig, and there was always far more than any other place we played, and we're just a new rock band playing for 150 to 200 people. Sure. It actually was kind of an unusual thing to do to do Belfast. Um, and in order to get to the hotel, we had to walk through, like a, I'd say, like a 200-foot plexiglass tunnel, like a bulletproof glass tunnel to get into the hotel. Okay. You know, which kind of you know puts you on the balls of your feet. And then as a 17-year-old, with my, with my parents, I took a ferry from Stranraer in Scotland to Larne, which is the ferry port outside of Belfast, and drove a, car, a rental car, a small rental car, from Northern Ireland down to the south. And when we got near the border, we got pulled over <coughs> by the police and... They wanted to inspect our vehicle, which meant that they took everything out of our vehicle and tore through it all. And this is like a 17-year-old and two parents in their late 40s in a compact car, and it's just because the car was four into the area of this village that was probably like a five to ten thousand-person village. And then we get, so we get pulled over like a half mile outside of town. We get completely searched for about I would say 45 minutes. My father had bought like an antique tinderbox and they were really intrigued by that. They I remember them tearing that apart. It was already boxed mm. and going through all of that. And then we then we pull into the town. We pull over and we're, at this point we're kind of freaked. And we see when once we get into the t- town, we see guys in camouflage with I'd say about 8 soldiers with camouflage with machine guns going into buildings in you know what was appeared to be a very pleasant little village but there was some there was a bomb threat and these guys I mean to me it was like this is like a war zone right
3: okay oh yeah we're
2: like we're like ducking down you know it's the first time as a 17 year old that I'd ever seen anything like that and of course it left left an indelible mark on my memory but like I was scared you know we were pretty happy to to get down south and get away from the chaos. Now, thankfully, you know, these days, for the most part, that kind of terrorism fear is nowhere near as high. So it's not quite as bad as it would have been from, like, I would say, like, 1970 to 2000. But there's still always the, you know, the general fear, but you know, generally speaking, I don't think there's that much. There aren't that many troubles in the north, as far as I know. You know right. what I mean? Or you don't hear about it. Right. But it used. To, I mean, it used to be like.
0: It was a daily. You know, I mean, it was a real fear. It was a real. Con- fear. And, well as
2: constant acts, yeah. constant acts of terrorism. Mm-hmm. In you know one of the most beautiful countries in the world.
0: Right, for sure. And you know, I mean, and just to think about what life must have been like to be. You know, I mean, I'm a teenager. You, were, you and I were teenagers around the same time. You're, you're a couple years, a few years older than me. But, you know, living in our relative ignorant bliss. Uh, in no, suburban
2: bliss. You know, yeah. suburban American bliss. Right. Uh, and, and,
0: and, you know, to think about what it was like to be a teenager. You know, I mean, I had my share of teenage angst in suburbia. I can't imagine what it would have been like if I had bombs going off.
2: No, it's just a different thing. It's just a different type of upbringing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, you know, of course. You know, of course, you know. I think both the bands. I think you're. Did you mentioned to play Undertones next?
0: Uh, yeah, either next or last. I'm not sure, but yeah. Okay, so the they under-
2: were also the, the, Northern Irish, but unlike mm-hmm. Stiff Little Fingers, they weren't. They didn't sing about the troubles. They didn't.
0: Yeah, they were in. Yeah, dairy. they
2: they avoided it, and like yeah. the, I believe, I think they. I think Stiff Little Finger. I can't remember the history to be honest with you, but, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll we'll talk about the undertones later. But you know, Stiff Little Fingers were a political band, and undertones weren't. And even though they're sort of, you know, this, they definitely existed. The same. In fact, both bands still exist.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I saw Stiff Little Fingers. God, must have been. Boy. <laughs> it was certainly a reunion show, but it was. Um, it's probably getting on twenty years ago now. Um,
2: I think that's, uh, they've definitely played in the last five years, and I believe it's three of the original four type mm-hmm. thing, as opposed to one of these deals where it's like the bass player and a bunch of kids. Well, I mean, I, yeah.
0: when I saw them, yeah, it was Jake Burns was singing, and, I, and the bass player was actually Bruce Foxton from The Jam.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: I think he was in the band for at least 10 years. Yeah,
0: yeah, I saw him around that time, so whenever that was, I think it was late 90s, um, mid, uh, mid to late 90s. Uh,
2: I'm going to take us to a different kind of dangerous place. In fact, I would say, if we played the most songs we played from any one city, would I would guess would be L. A. Somehow.
0: Interesting. And I'm actually
2: playing. I'm playing two tonight.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, two uh, bands, we played so a one lot of songs on episode seventeen when we did a Minutemen feature. So
2: yeah. You yeah. Well, did. then definitely. But I mean, I played tons of different genres from L. A. and so do you. I mean, it seems like. I know we played True. tons of stuff from England, right? But all over England, I'd say if, you know definitely, as far as American cities go, we played more. Somebody who cares about three songs? Pod history. <laughs> i got gonna play um, interestingly, uh, same era, yeah, uh, mid '70s, yeah. L.A.
0: teenage uh,
2: angst, yeah, teenage angst, and you know, urinals, and they concurrently they also had a band that has sort of a different sound, but you could sort of tell it was the same band. But Urinals and 100 Flowers, and Urinals are sort of, I would say, like kind of the more famous band with more recognizable songs, even though they're probably more lo-fi. Mm-hmm. 100 Flowers always come off to me as sounding quite a bit early Gang of Four-ish. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: both great bands, for sure.
2: Yeah, both great bands and, you know, similar the same personnel. And again, these bands, you know, still re- reincarnate in various forms and play. And, um, of course, Urinals, uh, one of their most famous song, Ak, 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 was, you know, covered famously by the show's favorite band, Minutemen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ak, Ak, Ak. It's like a 39 second song, I think in both cases, both times under a minute. Um, so I'll play it. I'll play, I'm going to start by playing the Hundred Flowers song. It's a different Different vibe than Urinals. And then I'll back it up with a famous Urinals song. Um, but uh, I'm going to play a urinal song that was released, I think, around 80. It's called Presence of Mind mean off, 100, off the 100, album A Hundred Flowers.
0: Hundred yeah. Flowers song, Presence of Mind. One,
2: yeah. Right, one, 100 Flowers.
0: Yeah. Here
3: Yeah,
2: you know that one, like the back of your hand. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah. Party with me, punker, man. <laughs> classic. You L.A. That's, you know what that is? That's UCLA dorm rock.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: You know, which you never would have thought. And you know, they, and you talk about DIY. I believe they did it all on their own. They had their own label, Happy Squid.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely the really a lot of their stuff, virtually all their stuff, and they branched out on other things, Trotsky, Icepick, and, but I mean, doesn't that sound like two entirely different bands?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, I'm, so how that? I wonder how that worked. like, hey, like, this is, like, we they'd make up songs, be like, this is more of a hundred flowers sing, and, you know, that's like, the urinals, you know, so, uh, the, everything about the instrumentation, everything sounds different.
3: I
0: wonder if there were different songwriters or different, I mean, because, you were in two bands at concurrently that were almost a lot of people thought were essentially the same band or a spin-off band. I mean, you know, at the time I didn't yeah, know the difference I mean, there was between a Silver Jews and Page. Well, like, right. Uh, right. There was, but I didn't know. I just know oh, well, I mean, it's...
2: Silver Jews were, you know, that's David Berman and of course he had nothing to do with Pavement other than I guess he influenced us. I mean, he certainly sure.
0: He's a friend. He's respons- you guys, you know. Well,
2: not only a friend, but he's, he, you know, drew the cartoon that gave us the name of Slain and Enchanted. That's you know basically based on a David Berman cartoon because he's a good cartoonist in, in addition to a poet. And um, and then also, I'm pretty sure, if not 100 percent sure, he would have named Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain.
0: So there you and, go. I you mean,
2: know, we were living, you know. Stephen, myself, and David, you know, lived together for a while back then. And then we were, you know, really good friends in New York City. And then of course, Pavement operated out of Stockton. So Stephen generally would go home to Stockton and the Silver Jews were, you know, kind of an East Coast thing. And Pavement was a West Coast thing, but you know, Urinals and 100 Flowers were an LA thing. So I wonder if they like would make up songs, Uh, maybe it was like a recording aesthetic thing where they would, you know, that's just more of a, like, they'd practice and jam and make up songs and be like, no, let's save that for urinals. And, you know, urinals were more like minute-minute in that they were in just about all their songs are in the 30-second in the to two-minute form, whereas 100 Flowers were more, like, fleshed out, like,
0: right. you
2: know, three-minute three things.
0: Dare I say, it's dansible, interesting, you know, the
2: history. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I haven't really read that much... I don't know if there's a whole out a whole out a whole about their history, you know. It's
0: entirely possible. Maybe maybe someone listening out there knows.
2: I'm sure they know more about them than I do. Can let us know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Fill us in, but I've, I've always been very interested. Obviously, as hardcore Minutemen fans from way back, you know, we're very intrigued by Minutemen covering this band that was more obscure than they they were. And I'm sure they probably played shows with the Urinals because Urinals would open for like things like Black Flag and Go Go's. They you know they were on these like five band bills in L.A. Right. With right. screamers, I'm sure they do these like you know, thirty to forty minute sets. You know. I,
0: I, and, can, I, I if even that they must they must have been like I could imagine like 10, 15 minute long sets where they're playing ten to fifteen songs. You know, like yeah. They, the Minutemen and the and, and the Urinals, at least from a song-length standpoint, had a very similar approach.
2: Yeah. So, um, anyways, great access to bands. Both very interesting to listen to. Urinals, like, if you get into the Urinals, I like, guaranteed, you know, I think probably most people would recognize that one. That one's, I think that band's, that song, Mirror, I'm a Bug, the second song he played is very oft-covered by a lot of bands. Yeah.
0: Well, and they're exactly. they're they're, they're one of those I think they're one of those kind of influential bands that don't really get heard that much these days. And maybe people heard have heard someone mention them or heard a cover more than they've heard the original. Um, right. But they're they're a good band. They're worth checking out. Um, you know, they're just kind of a weird band. They're they're sort of like the Electric Eels in that sense. Or um, yeah, definitely
2: that. Yeah, very much the same genre. Yeah. We'll uh, tap into them on, on an. I love episode. the electric. You, I want
0: to play a bunch of Cleveland rock.
2: Yeah, we'll let you rock the Eels. You're you're kind of our Cleveland expert. Am I? Okay. I, I well, do. you know more about the you know the old school bands from there than I do. Okay.
0: Well, I'll, I'll bring some Cleveland right now. I'm I'm going Ireland though. We'll go back to Ireland. Yeah. Uh, love the Undertones. I love. I, actually, I'm going to save the Undertones for the end because I may. I play think Undertones
2: them. are like a favorite band of a lot of people.
0: They're 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 just a perfect pop band, um, but I'm gonna save them. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go to a band called the Battering Ram. They're a more traditional Irish folk band. They were around in the early '70s. This album came out in 1972 on Rounder Records, and this is I would say if if some if you're talking more traditional Irish music, this is hands down my favorite even more than like the Chieftains, even more than any of those kinds of bands. Um, this is my favorite Irish
2: record. Keeping uh, it real, happy uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day.
0: Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. This is, uh, as far as I know, they only released this one record and it's, it's not that easy to find, but it's also not that expensive either. If you wanna track down a copy, you could probably buy one for 10 to 12 bucks on the original vinyl. There was a ridiculous CD that came out with, with like, I don't know, like some river dance type cover that looks nothing like what the music inside of it uh, would imply. But they're just a really good... It um, kind of
2: blows when the cover gets it all wrong. It
0: does. It really does. Um, these guys were really, like, legit Irish Republican Army... I mean, the album is called Irish Rebel Songs, and that's what it is. And I don't even really know how many of them they wrote versus how many of them were traditional. But these are songs about the struggles, about the troubles. And um, it came with, the vinyl came with an insert, like an eight-page insert with annotations about history of the Irish Republican Army and different individuals that were killed or jailed and references in the song lyrics. And I mean, like the whole nine yards, uh, but
2: just, who's was so, famous hunger striker, Bobby Sands, right? Uh, I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later. But, but even, man, even, you know, aside Patrick's from all, Day all that, celebration is a highly political one.
0: Aside from all that, the songs <laughs> are just great they're just great there's like it's like punk rock in a different way um you know like pre-pogues this is like to me this is like the the traditional irish folk punk rock record it's the battering ram this is the first track off of it it's called take it down from the mast cheers
5: yeah you have murdered a oh, brave glory. you have young retard and joy. And if nothing but shame We'll stand by Daly and Larkin By the Brevig Nellers and Sullivan the ball. And we'll break down the English connections And we'll win back the nation you've sold So take it down from the last Irish craver. It's the flag the Republicans fame my your brother, it's nothing but shame You sold out the six counties for your freedom When we had given you McCracken and Walsh loan And God else, the men have fought for you in Dublin Now you watch as we fight on the lawn So take it down from the Mass Irish trailer It's the flag we Republicans claim I we to free I have brought on in nothing but shame And up in Ulster we fighting on for freedom For our people they yearn to be free You executed those men who fought for us With I hands and from over the sea So take it down from the mass Irish ravers Life, we we against flame It can never be long to we sailors For you brother, it's nothing but shame You have murdered our Lee and Rory You have butchered young Richard and Joe And your hands with their blood are still gory fulfilling the work of the foe the last Irish traitor. It's the flag we're a
0: fucking flame. It can never belong to a free saver.
2: Whatever I've it it's nothing but shame. It's the battering ram, Bob. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. yeah so rude. Really That's kind of like updating that. I mean, you talked, what did you say, 72? 72. I mean that that kind of that kind of folk music in Ireland with you know political events has you know I'm sure been around for fifty years before that because probably yeah if I haven't if pulled more. it out in a long time but I have like a I should if I knew you we were going to go on this access I would have pulled out this record I bought about three years ago nineteen uh, twenties Irish folk music and it would have sounded a lot like that just like the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know politics and messages are updated.
0: Yeah, but maybe not quite as uh vitriolic. You know, I mean that's like you can tell they're pissed. You know, it's it's almost well, like it's a precursor as how well, they should have been. Right, right, yeah. Right,
2: right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean?
0: And and the whole record is is nearly as good as that. Uh you know, I mean there there's some mellower songs, but there's a song called Come Out and Fight that's, you know, it's like it's, you know, they bring it. They bring it the whole record. The, there's a song called The British Army that's uh you know, the, the the chorus is to Ryu, 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 and look at the monkeys up at the zoo, and if I had a face like you, I'd join the British Army, you know. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, like, my friend John, like, the Cheltenham Festival is going on now. Yeah. Today would have been the first day, and it's a, it's a rather amazing horse racing event because essentially it's Ireland versus England on the race course, mm-hmm. like, in its purest sense, okay? You've got... I'd say 60% British-trained horses and 40% Irish-trained horses. There's about 70,000 people in four days in a row. There's 27, 28 very high-class steeplechase races over steeplechase jumps and hurdles. And the crowd is, I would say, like 30,000 Irish and 40,000 English, right? And a lot of years, St. Patrick's Day is included in that. Mm Mm-hmm so it's kind of like it's kind of very much Ireland versus england in fact there's always bets on who you know which country will win more races in fact the ground's heavy this year they've had a lot of bad weather there in the last few weeks so the ground's really heavy which generally favors the irish and you know a lot of the powerful steeplechase stables willie mullins and uh what's the other gentleman's name I'm drawing a blank warden whatever um You know, I guess Nicky Henderson and Paul Nichols and all the English. But, you know, it's like it's like it's the Breeders' Cup of steeplechase racing. But at at the end of the day, you know, with the occasional French entrant, it's basically England versus Ireland. And there's there'll be all kinds of pop-up Irish bands that sound sort of like that or more traditional Irish music. And people get wasted. And like (laughs) my friend, like I went all four and I've been several times and I went all four days with my friend John. From Grimsby a few years ago, and like John's like, here we are walking by all these bands, and I was like, you know, all these Irish bands in, uh, you know, that's set up like in at the uh, event, like impromptu. They bring their instruments in, they start playing, especially towards the end of the day. Of course, then like all over this town and in, in the west of England, and he says basically you, you're walking by like 50 bands right now, and all the songs are We hate the English, we hate the English, we hate the English. Fuck off, you know. So, it's like And it drives them crazy. It's just like, you know, (laughs) it's like sheer folly. I mean, I imagine like, you know, it's an exhausting day. You get there at noon, you're done at six. We usually go in and start handicapping for the next day. But like some of these people stay in these pubs till three or four in the morning. I don't know how how they get up the next day and go back to the races. But they're just littered all over the streets. And like there's Irish music everywhere. I'm sure fights break out, you know.
0: One would imagine. But at least... Thank
2: God there's no guns. I was just going
0: to say, okay. at least there are no bombs. Thank God there's
2: no guns. No okay.
0: guns, yeah.
2: But I guarantee there's, you know, very much tonight in Cheltenham and the, the Cotswolds, there's, you know, there's some fisticuffs about <laughs> right now. About, what is it over there? It's it's 3.47 um, in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be an ugly scene in Cheltenham right now outside some of the big pubs. Yeah. <laughs> But So, yeah, it's kind of funny you should play that, because I have very fond memories of going to Cheltenham, but it's a real test of the liver, my friend.
0: I, I would I would only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah,
2: yeah look, if you go in with a, with a 1,000 pounds and you emerge with 500, you've had a good festival. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fantastic. Yeah, but
2: at least in my case, because, you know, we're talking about, you know, a lot of races. We're looking at, you know, 22 horses going over night. 19- jumps with a stiff uphill finish i mean it's quite a it's quite a racing spectacle it's not for the faint-hearted no 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 and and especially when the ground is like it is right now i mean it's deep it's going to be gluey tomorrow and oof it's nothing like you've ever seen in american racing do
0: you do you have a tip for anybody listening this week
2: well, yeah, I mean, the, my banker today would have been Footpad, and I, I would have, I would have bet 50 dollars $50 to win on him, but I, I, could have gotten him at, you know, seven to two a month ago. Well, today he went off at five to six, and he absolutely cruised in uh-huh. under the legendary Irish jockey Ruby Walsh. Who won at least a pair of races today? But I'll come up with something. In fact, okay. we'll probably be on tomorrow night. I'll give out some tips. The Gold Cup's on Friday. Okay. So, because you can yeah. bet, you can, you can bet the Shelton Festival. You can watch it in the morning on. The horse racing network TVG, they put the races on. Although yeah, I was rather insulted today, the last two races were preempted from for, by coverage from places like Mahoning Valley and Parks. Uh, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" You know. But anyways, uh, that's, that's way too much racing for people who cares. But you, you know, you're playing Irish music during Cheltenham Festival week. You're going to you know, talk you're, racing. You're, yeah. you're, you're essentially you, you get your get you're all kinds of Northern Irish. I mean, <laughs> we hate the English. We hate the English. <laughs> It's kind of funny to me, being like one of the Americans. Like I'm a rare American there. Like you'll see like a lot of Americans at, you know, the big flat racing events. You know, you you won't see as many at the at the jumping at the major jumping events. And uh, boy, it's a hard it's a hard old game.
0: I would only imagine. Yeah,
2: yeah, you'll go someday. I'll get you in.
0: Okay. Perfect.
2: Yeah, you'll get something. Deal. Anyways, that, that's a long time. I'll take us back to L.A. to a completely different world.
0: This is L.A.? Um, I You're was saying...
2: in, yeah, but I was in Tampa over the weekend. Okay. And um, the highlight of uh, my, my host, Tony Randstadler, the, the highlight of his year is the Gasparilla Music Festival. Yeah, uh, it's um, you know, a lot of tune. It's actually a very interesting thing for me to do because these are genres that I'm not really, they don't pay too much attention to. So it's always intriguing to me to see all these, like, you know, really famous. Like the headliner was like, the Roots one night, and Father John Misty the next night. And like, I didn't have much time for that. You know, <laughs> not much time for that, dude. But um, <laughs> it's a it's a thing with five stages. So you watch like a band, and you see a song, and if you don't like, it, you just walk to another stage, right? And they're all different sides. Like I saw some cool Indian music. I saw plenty of really good funk a really cool old funk band from miami called spam all-stars who there's no way you couldn't like them and um you know it's just interesting to me there's a lot of rock and roll there's one guy from austin that just like did the stevie ray Vaughan thing like kind of like the modern update i think his name's eric tesmer the modern update of like stevie ray bond it was just like i don't know it's not my cup of tea but <laughs> um Luckily, I stumbled upon, you know, quite frankly, a, a very original act from a performance perspective. And I, I dug a fair amount of their music. But, you know, when I watch bands, uh, just like you, I'm, one of the great things about live music is the performance. And it's always, you know, even if you don't love the music, and I actually like this band's music, you know, during their set, I'm completely unfamiliar with them, I was very intrigued and amazed and amused by their stage act, because it's a husband-wife duo from L.A. called Kolarz, and uh, the, the guy who plays guitar and sings is a guy named Kolar, let me get his first name here for you, um, his name's Rob Kolar, Interestingly, I found out when I did a little research, he's the grandson of the actor Robert Shaw, who, of course, famously famous actor, but he, his most famous role would have been playing Quint and Jaws. Huh.
3: Right.
2: You know, right. And uh, he, he's married to this woman, Lauren Brown, and they used to be in a band that I'm unfamiliar with, but I guess kind of did like the, the folk festival scene for several years, you know, played all these big festivals that I usually don't have the opportunity to go to. Um, a band called He's My Brother, She's My Sister, and he was playing in a, in a a four-piece band and rob cole our sister was in the band and uh now they're just doing the husband wife thing well his wife lauren brown who's a very dynamic performer has invented a percussion style she's she's a tap dancer so she tap dances on a bass drum with like some sort of surface put over it to kind of give it like kind of a clave hi-hat type sound so she's tap dancing and standing up with mallets playing a floor tom, a bass drum, a snare, and a cymbal, right? While she, you know, she dances rather majestically while her husband plays electric guitar and sings. And, like, they were such a joy to watch. They were having such a great time. There's no way you couldn't, you couldn't like them. They're, they're doing a variety of different styles, like some blues, some glam rock, some rock and roll, some twangy country. And why don't you play the live, can you play the live version I sent you know, that song in the van, oh, that YouTube thing?
0: Um, I don't have it queued up. Um, okay,
2: well, yeah, go ahead and play the one the one that I sent you. I'll, I'll play that.
0: I'll, I'll get it queued version. up. We'll, 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 we'll double dip, but uh, yeah. No, 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 it's the same
2: song. It's the same song. Okay. So we'll just, no, we'll, we'll just go ahead and play the one I sent you to make it quick. But um, this is a cover of a song by Neutral Milk Hotel. Did you ever listen to that? I,
0: I did, yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, never, I don't know much about them, I only know a handful of songs um, but I had heard this song before and I, I couldn't figure out what it was and then I realized later on, but this is actually I believe released in 2018 this is a really cool band that if you have the opportunity to see them this summer, they're a really fun watch and and um, this is a, a cover of a song by Neutral Milk Hotel called King of Carrot Flowers by the band Kolars. K-O-L-A-R-S
0: actually I've got the live version so here we go
1: yeah, I think it's the sound. Good. Yeah. I feel
3: like my voice is more now. When
1: you were young, you were the king of carrot flowers. And how you built a tower tumbling through. The trees in holy rattlesnakes that fell all around your feet Your mom would stick a fork right into daddy's shoulders And I would throw the garbage all across the floor As we would lay in the wood, each other's bodies were full This is a room one afternoon I knew I could love you And from above you how I sank into your soul Into that secret place where nobody dares to go When you were young you were the king of carrot flowers you built a tower tumbling through the trees and only rattlesnakes that fell all around your feet. Your mom would stick a fork right into daddy's shoulders and I would throw the garbage all across the floor as we would lay and learn what each other's bodies were for. This is a room one afternoon, I like I could love you. And from above you, how I sank into your soul, into that secret place where nobody dares to go. Nobody dares to go. Your mom was drinking till she was no longer.
0: Thank
2: you. I like that. Yeah, they're they're such a fun watch, and that's a thing that I'm unfamiliar with. That live track you played is a some sort. I think it's kind of a cool thing, like the tiny desk concert. It's called Jam in the Van, and I've seen a few things from it. Like they get really good sound out of that thing.
0: Yeah, seriously, It's,
2: it's bands that go into a van and play their songs good concept
0: sounds great and
2: uh, yeah fun band to watch
0: good fun, really fun
2: band to watch colars
0: okay i'll check them nice out. kids
2: too i talked to them um afterwards very very nice people yeah uh, it's just nice. it's always good to, you know i like to see bands like I, I don't know if they'd ever played in tampa before and they were pretty suck like you can see like a, you watch the band get really psyched at like playing in a new place and, and like having people get into it and like it was and like they were really happy afterwards and like just good kids <laughs> and I, when i say kids are probably in their 30s who the hell knows you know right right i felt like i felt like an old man like saying thank you know that really enjoyed that you know but say <laughs> la vie okay. right say love.
0: that's la okay, okay bob uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna play The Undertones.
2: Didn't you always feel that way that when you when you saw a good band when you're a kid or like at any point in your life, like all a band ever wants to hear after they're done playing is they they want to hear like why didn't you play this song? Like how come you didn't play this one? Like they want to say hey hey thanks so much for coming. You guys are great. Thanks right. so much for coming. I loved it. You know right. Right.
3: right.
2: So like that's all I ever wanted to hear when I was at a band <laughs> and. Uh,
3: yeah, you know, you know, I
2: don't I, 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 I want to hear. Why didn't you play this song? That you know, and that I'd have to sit in there and swing because we're really terrible at playing that song, <laughs> um, or you know, anything like that. It's just like, you know, then you know, it. What 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 else would a band want to hear after they played a cool set? Other than like, thank you so much for coming. That was awesome. Right. You yeah. know.
0: Exactly. I mean, just be be nice. Be nice to people. That's 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 the moral of the story. Especially
2: a band that, that rocks your socks off and makes and, you laugh for forty five minutes. And you know? comes,
0: you know, thousands of miles to play music for you.
2: They're on the road. I think they're at the south by southwest now like you know, these are you know, Road Warrior, you know, husband wife Road Warriors, so
0: That's great. Thumbs
2: up to them. Hope you know, hopefully they keep putting out the cool music.
0: That's great. Well thanks for turning me on to them. I'll have to definitely check them. Check more of them out for sure.
2: Check them out live, yeah. like you know. Once you, because I know you go to live shows all the time. <laughs> all the, all the I time. don't either. I don't That's either. Right. You know, all to, the time. I was just talking to my friend Mark Hogan tonight, and I was like, "Mark, I got to go to shows now because like the workload starts here pretty heavy for me pretty soon. I'll be out to, but all I have time for is working and then doing the podcast and DJing once a month. Yeah. So, I'm about to go to my door dormant phase into work mode, but believe me the pod. We'll, we'll make some podcasts.
0: We'll, we'll, make, we'll make it work. Sounds good. Oh we'll, yeah, because
2: you're a busier man than I am, so well,
0: sometimes I don't know. We'll see, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Northern Ireland. This is this is Dairy, of course. The Undertones, classic classic punk band. A bunch of kids, a bunch of teenagers. You know, and they're famous, of course. What's the guy's name? Fergal Sharky. Fergal right? Sharky, famous for "Teenage Kicks," which is a fantastic song, perfect pop song, just one of the best, like three-minute, two and a half-minute, just a pure. Uh,
2: if you see that song show up in many people's top fifty songs of all time. Well, and you know, famous, including of and, course John Peel. Right, you know, like,
0: famously, John Peel played it and then played it again on his show, and I think there's on YouTube. The actual perform, you know, like broadcast when he first played it, you know, he was like, "Oh, that, that was nice. Let's play it again." You know, it's like so impressed that John Kale just, just or John Kale, John P- John Peel. I'm was, sure John
2: Kale would have liked it too. You know, pro- if he pro- got off the main line, probably,
0: you know, but, probably. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, just just a great punk pop band, I guess, before the term even existed. Uh, I don't even know which one I'm gonna <laughs> play. <laughs> Here <laughs> but, we are
2: with... The old pop punk pop, pop illusion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't
0: even know yeah. which one I'm going to play. Uh, maybe I'll just start with... Yeah, the, I was going
2: to say, it's a tough choice, my man.
0: Yeah, I'm going to start with the first song on their first record, uh, Family Entertainment um, is the name of this one. You know, it's it's one of their longer ones. It clocks in a little over two minutes and 30 seconds. But, uh, yeah, the Undertale. you can play
2: a pair to close this out? Maybe I'll
0: play a pair. Why not? Why not?
2: Play a pair of them and send us off of the second okay. one. Okay. Uh, family yes, Entertainment. They're entertainment. a legendary band here.
3: Yeah.
0: It's spring we're gonna wish for the summer I'm gonna end it with here comes the summer undertones three songs pod thanks everybody good night
3: Ooh, baby baby what can I do you know you drive me crazy when I'm looking the
4: summer's so really here.
2: Hey, Mike. Hey, Bob. It worked. I got a high of 58 degrees here tomorrow, man. <laughs> here
0: yeah, you worked it out. Here comes the summer, man. Let,
2: hey, let the maestro select his undertone songs, man. <laughs> All, All right. right, man. Fantastic. And maybe I'll see you tomorrow night.
0: Uh, let's, let's do it. Uh, thank you, Call sir. Call
2: before the storm, you know, because once when, that NCAA tournament hits, uh, like...
0: You're, you're going to be scarce? Okay, well, maybe I'll have to go... I won't on. be
2: scarce. But uh, like, yeah, I hear you. You know, as soon as UVA gets knocked out, you know,
0: <laughs> then you'll be back. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and
2: then I'll be maybe, then I'll casually pay attention. But you know, this is a rare thing. You know, or doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. But you know, we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah, well, I'm yeah. not
2: confident. Despite having the number one overall seed, I'm not confident. Well, yeah, you know, but I point. care about it. I care about it. Like, it's like uh, I care more about college basketball. At the end of the day, they're sport. You know, because. Probably because you know it's my alma mater's best sport, and we'll see how they do. But the boys had a great season, you know, and we'll just and the women are actually in the in the women's tournament as well as, although they don't have much of a chance, of course. But uh, anyways, well, uh, see you see you tomorrow night or quite soon. Well, thank good,
0: you. Good luck to them, and thank you, and thanks everybody for listening.
2: And I think this is officially the end of the Teddy Bird Birthday Festival. <laughs>
0: The festival's over. The festival is over. That's like okay.
2: Remco, Remco, our sound man, would have a one week birthday festival. It would yeah. start like three days before then his birthday would have a good three It's like Remco, I'm not buying you anymore drinks, your birthday was four days ago. It's so a, it's it's okay you if you're a you,
0: child, but you know, once you're an adult, the uh the
2: birthdays <laughs> Well, exactly. Once you're like thirty seven, like <laughs> Remco, you're thirty seven years old. You don't get a one week long birthday festival. Teddy Hogan gets a week long yeah. birthday festival. That's right. what's he, five? It's yeah. five? He's
0: the big five, yeah.
2: Needs the big five, so you gotta give him his last piece of Carvel ice cream cake tonight or tomorrow night. And, you know cut him off.
0: All right, fair. <laughs> All enough. right, th- thanks, Thank Mike. You. All right, bye, Bob.